What's up, all you beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Strange Happenings. Bub, how we doing? Great. Just had to uh, silence my watch so I don't get any dings during yeah, the show. I think we're all silenced up. My, my, we're we're good to go. This is going to be. I think this week we've got some great topics. Um, we're excited about the subjects for this week in Always. particular. We've we've got Always. some some dingers. We're trying to get more current every week. With yeah. with the con- the the articles that we're covering, so uh, we've got some great people around us that are feeding us links, yeah, uh, feeding us articles, yes. which has been a huge help. They make their way into the uh, episode notes, and then we kind of pick and choose, um, you know, and figure out exactly what we want to talk about. Yeah, and these we're are still always, working out the kinks. Yeah, absolutely. We're always, but it's all right. We're always plugging away at something. I think we're doing better. We're finding. I don't, I don't know. I mean, the process. I feel like we've always been pretty good at just winging it, but you know, I think after the first strange happenings, we kind of went, "Oh God, maybe we should try to do this for real, yeah, um, and keep doing this because we weren't real sure how it was going to pan out." So we just started by giving it a shot, albeit not, yeah, super well thought out. So yeah, absolutely. We're getting better at it. We hey, enjoy we, it. We like having a, the opportunity to do it. Too. Yep, and we have some people joining us. We've got David yeah. Burke. David, what's happening? What's up? David, Psychedelic Bodega. That's our buddy. Oh, what's up? Yeah, man. That's uh, Instagram. Welcome, yeah. welcome. Necro Hey, Necro. What's up? What's up, brother? Dude, that guy, we, we have in here a, a shout out to uh, Necro. Did we put and the picture in? Somehow we, that we could. I don't think we did. God. I don't think we, but so major shout funny. out. We've been enjoying the absolute shit out of those images, <laughs> which I've described as collages <laughs> Of it's our, like a hieroglyphic of the show. <laughs> yeah. I want to put Man those. in the clouds, what's up? What's up? I would love yeah. to have those images <laughs> and have each show with like, you know, those in sequence. Right. Oh, Kyle's bringing it up. Kyle's bringing it up right now. Here we oh, go. Oh, gosh. This one. Jesus. And I just watched just this movie. Just made me chuckle. <laughs> I, I almost mean, woke my dying. wife up. I was laughing in the middle of the night. <laughs> my dog woke up. That's when I knew I got to like shut it down a little bit. <laughs> Unbelievable. And then if we could find the one of uh, the one that we covered from Strange Happenings last week, this was absolutely mind blowing. Oh, Atreyu? You you in the Bog of Sadness. Shooting Glenn Close. Shit's so funny. <laughs> God, man. I was dying. I thought that was great. Yeah. I think man. they're both great. I love them. They, they definitely, I think I told him in a the chat, they, they add a lot of levity to our day. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're, shuffling a lot of things around to yep. do all of this and we appreciate everybody yeah um and yeah these man i'm gonna make a like i said i'm gonna make a picture album book of these so i can look <laughs> back at each episode and be, i remember that because it helps me remember so quickly yeah so yeah. fast there's so much information in each image that you go i know exactly what we talked about that day that's why i absolutely. love absolutely um you got incredible history in the incredible chat. history what's happened yeah creek stone yeah. is one of my favorite subjects dude right section it's, about it in this book he's writing cool that's cool. fantastic i'd love to talk to you more about that we've got an episode i've been kind of working on for a while tinkering away at a research episode yeah. which we haven't done one in a while on the newer coley stones which kind of dovetails so the reason why i right. wanted to cover this back creek stone article is kind of lay the foundation lay a that. little bit of that foundation for our yeah. newer coley stones episode sure and bigfoot sense. society jeremiah byron how about that joining yeah, us what's up jeremiah jeremiah how are you he's the man so we've got necro man in the clouds incredible history bigfoot society's with us 
and we have psychedelic it. bodega david for sure for in sure the house i'll take it um <clears throat> love it. yeah super stoked all you guys are are chilling with us right now yeah but uh we have some uh new subscribers on instagram uh, i'm sorry on you, on uh, youtube you gonna you have to click to that yeah we it just has to get oh through. there you go yeah so new subscribers joni wilson uh what's up joni Iaru Iaru five Iaru yeah Iaru five we're not real sure but hey you've been <laughs> on YouTube for a minute you know I always check I'm kind of like are these bots are they real people yeah if you're a bot you've been at it for a minute since like I don't know 2007 or whatever right. it was so right good for you uh, Russell Claxton Brian Smith we think he's um, a CIA potentially agent. a CIA agent Brian or a Smith. bot but yeah. possibly. That's Bub's Bub's going <laughs> I was theory. Joking. Uh, Ann Lee, like, yeah. Matthew, Bodie Fuller, uh, and again, shout out to Necro. Yeah, uh, for doing which, that artwork and collage and uh, yes, yeah, making us laugh our asses. And off. shout outs to all you guys for. Yeah. We appreciate you guys. And especially, and we're trying to let people know on the, our podcast platforms because we're not ever really sure if the folks that are listening to the audio versions of what of the episodes. Versus, is it two separate audiences? Do we have certain people that are only on Spotify? If and you're Apple? on YouTube or on YouTube, yeah, or are you we on have, audio or are you so on audio? Yeah, I get it. We yeah. thought, why not shout out uh, at least the locations and, and oh yeah yeah people some uh, of the audio analytics in the in the city yeah. and different countries. So yeah, I all of our that. listeners, we appreciate the hell out of you guys absolutely as well. Um, you know, thank you for that uh, for. Let's you see know, that list. And first of all, top 10 countries that we've kind of dug into. I didn't a think we'd bit. get out of a county. Yeah. <laughs> Franklin. <laughs> right. Countries. Our immediate area. We're out of state. Ohio. Yeah. So United States, of course, is yeah. number one. Makes Everybody sense. Everybody here in the U.S., you guys are the shit. Uh, United Kingdom, Australia, U.S. Virgin Islands, yep. Italy, Canada, Norway, Portugal, and New Zealand. So all places thank you I'd like to visit. To all of you listening. Uh, across the pond and, and we appreciate down it. south, North America, South America, wherever you're at. Yep. Thank you for tuning in. We really, really appreciate the hell out of you guys. And then the top ten states in the United uh, in in the U.S. Right. Ohio, California, New York listeners, North Carolina, Texas, Pennsylvania, Florida, Georgia, Minnesota, and Indiana. So yeah, we've got I've, a good Midwest. I found five states uh, that have listened to none of our podcasts. We Five states are a mystery, and it almost makes me <laughs> want to do research on do those states just not listen to podcasts in general? Right. Or there's no cryptids, and I think it's it North Dakota, okay. Idaho, yeah, West Virginia, which West Virginia's got to have some cryptids down there. I'm sorry. Oh, for sure. Rhode Island. Yeah. And I want to say but it was West uh, Vermont or has New a Hampshire. Lot of, a lot of good podcasts. Like adjacent to Rhode Island. Paranormal podcasts in Virginia, so I think we're... Uh, no, West know, Virginia. Right, but West Virginia has a lot of cryptid podcasts, like Wild and Weird West Virginia. There's a lot of people doing it's a lot saturated, of things. Mark, in, you're maybe. I, I don't see know. what you're saying. But yeah, there's okay. a lot of great paranormal shows yeah. from, from West Virginia. So We're like Napoleon Dynamite at the dance. <laughs> We're waiting. Yep, absolutely. Time um, after time. But, hey, man, that's shout-outs. You want to get going on these on these topics? Let's absolutely roll. All right, let's yeah. do it. All right, let's get into this. We're going to dive into some stuff uh, just right off rip. And uh, like Mikey said, a lot of it comes from, you know, previous shows as well that we kind of keep building off certain themes. And, you know, obviously we keep following them as they uh, play out in front of us. So that's yep. kind of the point. 
So this first one is from Good, Good News Network. Good and news. A lot of people have covered this. There's uh, the Nazca Lions have kind of been in the news lately. They've got some teams and universities down there really yeah. studying the Nazca Lions. The problem is it's on this high plateau desert in the middle of nowhere. So mm. to cover all that Just area, put Burning Man down there. All that land is incredible. So I'm glad they've got people down there in Peru um, and, and, and Chile, Peru. I think it's it, it's in several different countries. It's a giant area. Yeah, I'm not real um, sure of the exact location of all the lines of Nazca. I know they're in Peru, but yeah. So this is uh, Yamagata University, and uh, the images that you're going to see are credited uh, to them and then drone footage as well uh, so it says in a major archaeological discovery a team of peruvian and japanese researchers have discovered 168 new geoglyphs in the ancient nazca plain in peru near to the enormous glyphs that remain as mysterious as they are famous found two years of aerial surveys their discovery led to the creation of a new archaeological park to protect them that's fantastic uh, the famous Nazca lines are enormous depictions of humans and animals carved into the ground of a flat plain by ancient peoples. Their monumental scale was only discovered after flight when a pair of eyes could be high enough to see the whole two-dimensional image. And again, that's like huge part of the ancient aliens theory. Oh, they build all these things. They can only be seen from the sky. Can I, Why would they make them that giant? It's like the little alien guy on the side of the, the mountain is very famous. What about... Okay, so what about we just did the episode, I think it was last week, where they had the Dark Zone cave art? Yeah. You couldn't see it. You right. couldn't even get it's a perspective. It's kind of a similar on, thing. That's what I'm saying. Huge, so what I'm saying you know, is, talking about. I know I've kind of been a fan of the Nazca lines that, yeah, you're right, there's only one way you could view this is from above, and that's not necessarily true. Yeah. Because of the Dark Zone cave art, sure. that makes me kind of question it now a little bit. Like, yeah. Does it have to be? Because clearly they could do it in the dark Does it in a cave on their back. Is it really necessary? Was that what they were trying Maybe to do? Maybe it's not. Maybe it is more beneficial yeah. to observe just like the cave art. Right. I was like, it would have been more beneficial if you would have done this in a space where you could observe See it, it, obviously. It's but pitch black, right. The thought remains the same. You're trying to immortalize that image somehow. You're trying to right. preserve that effigy somehow. Right. So that's I just yeah. a little thought that kind of just blew up in my uh, brain there. Exactly. No, it's appreciated. Uh, so the originals <clears throat> measured hundreds of yards, but the new discoveries are smaller. Jorge Olano, head of archaeologist for the Nazca Lines Research Program, said the new geoglyphs average between two and six meters in length. So again, they're not big enough. So like, like six and a half to almost twenty feet to be seen from the sky. Right. You could be on top of a big hill. Up above, just right. slightly, and look down and see something. And what see. if it was just like old <clears throat> markers for like, hey, here's a town, here's exactly. the big city of giant monkey on the side of the mm -hmm. hill, or you know, giant spider, or whatever they were, yeah, making in the design. Yeah, and really, like how they made them was just removing the uh, darker stones from a certain path. So they're, it's not like they're really <clears throat> well. It's because me, it's so carving arid. them out. Yes, it's so arid that there's it. it nothing changes really. Yeah. Like it's just preserved that way. Yep. Like the color of the stones, like the ground itself. Once you kind of, it's like etching it into the beach that the, the wave never comes to wash it away. Yep. Right. Yeah. And they're just kind of like a negative image. The lighter part of the ground is what highlights. Oh, like an intaglio. Overall, 
image structure. So they're removing Jeffrey Wilson. these dark uh, stones from essentially the path of the design to then what, what reveals a lighter uh, color of earth uh, below. So then that's what makes the Nazca lines. Right. So again, they're not Little carving trenches. them into dirt or sand. So they right. just stay around for like, what is hundreds or thousands of years or however long sure these things long have been around. around. Um, um, there's a lot of theories. <clears throat> they say, they say an agent here at some point. I'm sure. Um, by 2018, the team had, ad- uh, identified 190 geoglyphs by collecting images from aerial surveys Previously unknown geoglyphs discovered by the Japanese-Peruvian team are believed to have been carved between 1000 B.C. and 200 C.E. There you go. Okay. Uh, they depict humans, uh, camelids, such as llamas, alpacas, uh, and birds, orcas. That's wild. That's interesting. Uh, felines and snakes. And, and, and sometimes they can almost look childish, you know, like. Yeah, I'm watching the video of the flyover. <clears throat> it's kind of wild. Yeah, so those are so wild. The hummingbird one is nuts. These little ones look like little kids. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying. Yeah. So, so what if it's little kids that did it? <clears throat> what if it's little kids that were watching the adults, or the adults are trying to them, teach? Training, yeah. Yeah, it's like a school. It's art class. Absolutely. That's like dude. Old that world makes more painting. sense than anything. Right. But yeah, <laughs> thought that was cool. There's a one lot that looks of like new. A spell. That's uh, great. A bunch of new. Um, I don't know if we're playing the video back. I still have the slide deck up but um, there it is oh cool yeah it's really cool isn't yeah, it? yeah those are beautiful dude wait till you see the little ones though i think it's like about a minute 20 minute 30 yeah they look like they kind of look like some of those images from what's the one in ohio that looks like the little character do you know what i'm talking about like the wilson character what's that one called mike you know what i'm talking about the Leo Petroglyph? That's it. Yeah. We talked about that last week, too. That's what... I mean, these look... <clears throat> it looks like a cartoon. Look at that. Oh, that's cool. There's hey. all the alpacas and llamas. Right. It that looks, does look, look like... Yep. That's great. I love that. I mean, you you see the, the long hair. Almost looks like dreads. You see those in South America. That guy's got a wizard wand. There should be a cartoon about the Nazca that's lines cool. coming about. And here's the characters already. Mm-hmm. Who wild. said that? Is there uh, the archaeologist talking underneath this video? Uh, what if for viewing when Peruvians were remote viewing astral projecting? What if race car drivers made them? <laughs> yes. Necro, thank you. That is. What if race car drivers made the Nazca lines? Oh, like, great. Uh, the NASCAR lines. Jesus. You know, <laughs> amazing. God. Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, if they were remote viewing them or astral projecting, that's an interesting thought. So maybe maybe they were making these lines for other people that weren't in the area to see them, to know they were there type thing. Yeah, I don't I know. Could, that's, I mean, that's wild. Yeah, there's no real culture connected to well, whoever created these. It'd be, uh, you know, how hard is it to figure out? I mean, I'm sure there's stories and oral traditions in, in that area of, uh, you know, where they come from and things yeah. like that. But we'll have to dig deeper um, on that. But I've never seen these new particular images, and that's they're really yeah, cool. good stuff. Yeah, I love it. So the next one, 
is this article from Atlas Obscura. Atlas Obscura is kind of a cool website. Um, they did a, a piece on our friend Jim Bowser here in Ohio from the Temple of Tolerance. Jim Bowser so, is awesome. Uh, we would are working on getting getting him on the show. If anybody's ever heard of Jim Bowser or the Temple of Tolerance, <clears throat> if you if you just Google him, his last name is B O W S H E R. First name Jim. Yep. And his house is known for having the Temple of Tolerance in the backyard, which is his own constructed, man-made, built temple. But yeah, just dig into it a little bit. His yard is open to the public. You can drive there and walk around it and check it out. He's a super nice guy. Um, uh, just, yeah, he's, he's a walking treasure. Yep, look him up. Uh, Back Creek Stone, Cherokee, North Carolina. Uh, so originally... They thought that this was the Bat Creek Stone was uh, a Cherokee artifact or okay. Cherokee writing, um, and then you know at some point they realized that uh, they were reading it upside down. So they're like, "Well, this couldn't possibly be Cherokee." Um, and Cyrus Thomas, if you remember, Bub from our Giants episode, was one of the early little bit guys from the uh, Bureau of Ethnology. That was created in the late 1800s Sounds shady. by John Wesley Powell. And he was the one that kind of got in trouble for going against the grain a little bit. And he was one of the guys that uh, really believed that the Bat Creek Stone initially was legit and that this was real. I mean, you had the Smithsonian itself on the ground early um, as, as Cyrus Thomas was they're always uh, a, there. A part of the the Bureau of, of Ethnology at at this at this point. So um, so Cyrus Thomas es- excavated the Bat Creek Mound in 1889. They stumbled across the stone with eight unfamiliar characters. When Thomas saw it, he announced it as beyond question letters of the Cherokee alphabet. So. Uh, the stone was forgotten for around 70 years until an ethnologist named Joseph uh, Mahan was confused by the fact that the letters didn't look like Cherokee. He sent a photo to his friend Cyrus Gordon, who realized that flipped upside down, the characters <clears throat> looked exactly like Paleo-Hebrew letters. So this photo is uh, credited to Scott Walter. Scott Walter is from America Unearthed. Okay. They did an episode that was with the Newark Holy Stones, the Bat Creek Stone, where he, as a geologist, wasn't studying the language. Hit I by, totally he was know where you're going with this. The authenticity of it, right? The what inscription itself being uh, old. Right. Uh, well, right. You can look at the age of the rock. So the interesting thing is, if you see this image, that you can see these two scratch marks above the kind of uh, the um, yeah. X yeah. with the S and the. Whatever on the left character. hand, upper left hand yeah, side so of the image. Yeah, so if you look at these scratches, which when he analyzed this, he's like, well, this is a good thing because I can compare the two. So when you look at the stone itself, the facade of this tablet has been polished. And where the polishing, you can actually see on the edges of the primary inscription where Cyrus Thomas pulled it out of the ground, it had this inscription but those two scratches at that time were not there so nobody really knows where when these scratches appeared but if you compare the scratches on top to the characters those characters show age by the weathering of sure the chipping of the stone sure going down into the rock and you can see where the edges have been polished and so 
in his opinion, this artifact is real, is legit. Um, and so for, that's from a geology standpoint. Right. So mainstream archaeologists is, is that this tablet and the newer Holy Stones and some of these out-of-place artifacts. There's another one called um, the, um, uh, the Mound in West Virginia. They pulled, uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, but it's a similar type of mysterious tablet that looks like ancient Phoenician. Uh, this appears to be ancient Hebrew, so some kind of proto-Hebrew language, um, which is really odd. I mean, they're finding these in, you know, Native American mounds. I'll bet they found tons of them. <clears throat> right. It's just like the ones that, you know, make it out of the uh, the movie. Yep. Uh, that, that actually escape the clutches of... The knowledge filter. Right, right. I think so. I mean, I just, I find it difficult to believe that we don't have more. And that's what this article is talking about, is this caused a stir within the scientific community. If true, the word to the left of the comma-shaped word divider meant for Judea. In 1988, Professor J. Huston McCullough reinforced the idea that the tablet showing Hebrew in 1991, Mary Quaz, and... Robert Mainfort found out that it was likely Emirate had carved the mark into the stone as it means of job security. If he found the artifact in one of the mounds, oh, that meant he, he would it. get more funding to explore more mounds. That's what they're saying, yeah. And so <clears throat> you can say it's a fake, but if you have geologists that are looking into the inscription itself, you can actually age markings in stone. And get a sense of how worn those worn those patterns are. Oh yeah, and yeah. you know, Absolutely. so without yeah. understanding like a, a bigger picture, you really can't say this is fake. You know, you can. It's hard to say anything unless you were there <clears throat> to see it happen. But yeah, Cyrus I mean, Thomas was a part of the Bureau of Ethnology. Like he's on the ground pulling this thing from his team. Yeah, you know it. it and so. I'm just saying, I, who knows? Because apparently it's yeah. no longer, nobody knows where it's at. Yes. And that's the other thing is this artifact has disappeared. How does Nobody that knows where it's at. The how does original, that happen? Um, going I know back how that to, happens at my house, but <clears throat> how does that happen with a museum or somebody that is the steward of this artifact? Right. Where does it go? What would you do with it? Use it as a door stopper? Yep. So... I, it, in 2004, Mainfort and Quaz discovered a Masonic reference book from 1870 that had a picture nearly identical to the Bat Creek inscription. This eliminated almost all doubt that the Bat Creek inscription was fake. So the stone was in the possession of the Museum of Natural History until 2001. Then it was loaned to the McClung Museum in Tennessee from 2002 to 2013. In 2015, it was moved to its current location at the Museum of the Cherokee in Cherokee, North Carolina. Um, as of January 2023, no employee at the museum has heard of or seen the stone. Although the museum is still well worth the visit, it appears the stone is no longer housed there. So just another one of these things that are just, you know, have, have disappeared. And no one can do any further research. Just conveniently, there it's it's gone. <laughs> so will we ever find out? Um, who knows? Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. If you don't have the the artifact, 
We 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 can't research it. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of rediscovering some, a, discover, a discovery that's already been made. You know, think of it like you pick up a shell on the beach as you're walking. You might hold on to it and think, oh, this is a great shell. I'm going to hold on to this. And then you keep walking. Like, I don't really need this. You throw it down. Somebody Maybe we go try to find somebody it. else is going to pick it up later. Maybe we go try to find the Bat Creek Stone. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know if we. I don't get have the investigatory s- skills for that. Get the internet sleuths on it. Wow. You hear that out there? Uh, I feel like I'd be Owen Wilson from <laughs> Zoolander trying to get the files out of the computer type <laughs> moment. That would not work out well. Me investigating. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you point me in the right direction. Uh, so. Could, Next article, this is uh, from the debrief. So this is kind of piggybacking off of our conversation last week where we, we covered the AARO and the Pentagon. UAP report, yeah. Uh, the Pentagon reports and yep. really just kind of discussed that the report was out, how many sightings there were. Um, Micah Hanks from the debrief went in a little bit deeper. So we're, we're just going to go over uh, a little bit of uh, some of what was in those documents. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, around 170 sightings and cases that, you know, I think there was over like there was somewhere around like 500. But they were able to whittle it down to around 170 that were. Right. Go through them. and That were odd yeah. and unexplainable, if you will. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, balloons, whether it's uh, comets, whether it's whatever. Um, and the UAP now stands for unidentified anomalous phenomenon which is one thing that this report kind of clarifies too um and uh it's uh so on december 16th uh pentagon media roundtable event ronald ronald moultrie under secretary of defense for intelligence and security uh openly referred to the range of phenomena being studied by the all all domain anomaly resolution office for the first time publicly as identified anomalous phenomenon uh unidentified anomalous phenomenon rather than unidentified aerial phenomenon um and the uap included now this is we talked a little bit about this the submerged and the transmedium objects um the unidentified phenomenon in all domains whether it's in the air ground or sea space pose potential threats to personnel security and operations security, and they require our urgent attention. So this is something they're taking pretty seriously. Um, one thing they did find was this kind of weird section where it, it mentions health implications with contact or encountering UAPs. I mean, so, we've heard that before from other stories. and Yeah. People that have claimed to either be near UFOs or touch them, getting or, burnt or yeah, they radiation, put it in close poisoning. Encounters of the third kind. That was the yep. whole Ron Howard, you know, burns the side of his face. Right. And, uh, you know, I've heard other stories of you know, like tail lights melting on cars. Yeah. Um, so it's generating some kind of heat or energy. Right. Maybe you don't feel it at the time, type thing. Right. Um, radiation burn. Um, you know, they didn't really have anything any cases that where they said this was reported but just the fact that they mentioned this i don't think they're willing to come out and talk about even if they had cases of health issues and and people reporting so that wasn't in there but that's one of the reasons why would they mention it it's kind of what micah hanks is is 
That's one of the reasons the they say that they don't, the government or they or whoever, that's one of the reasons or the, the ideas of why there's not a full disclosure is because they have known about it and people have been affected by it. Or right. we do have the treaty where it's like, yes, you can study us and take samples. And who who knows? Right. There's a lot there. I mean, there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to find out at some point, though, maybe. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and then it, it goes on to say, <clears throat> witnesses to these UAP events describe adverse health problems associated with their encounters, which included Air Force personnel associated with the sightings at Suffolk. Uh, although Cash and Landrum were civilians, their ongoing health problems were also reported in the U.S. Air Force. So he's given examples of like Rendlesham Forest and some of these bigger cases where we talked about, um, yeah, Rendlesham you know, for sure. They, that was what <clears throat> I was thinking of. Yep people had some kind of, you know, effect from being around either the craft. Right. Um, but in this Appendix C is interesting. The classified report probably says a lot more about range, uh, range Fowler incidents. And Appendix C of the unclassified report, which features an index of key terms, the first term range Fowler, denoting a term used by U.S. Naval Avi uh, Navy Avi aviators based on observations of UAP interrupting pre-planned training or other military activity in military operating areas or restricted airspace. Um, curiously, Appendix C states that, <clears throat> so range Fowler is defined by um, uh, basically a UAP interrupting some kind of training exercise. Mm -hmm. So if they're out there flying around and something shows up, this falls under this Appendix C. Um, transmedium objects or devices, objects or devices that are observed to transition between space and the atmosphere or between the atmosphere and the bodies of water, um, unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAP airborne objects not immediately identified, the acronym UAP represents uh, airborne objects, and then an event, UAP incident, and UAP report. So they're just kind of laying out um, what the process is for reporting these things. Um, and this report uses, uh, it uses uh, the black vault they talk about. Um, although, let's see here, lost me. To understand what's going on here, we need to reference the classified version of the original 2021 preliminary assessment, a heavily redacted version of which later was obtained by researcher John Greenwald of the Black Vault. Although absent from the original public report in 2021, the classified version featured an entire section on range Fowler incidents. In likelihood, the classified version of the 2022 report that the public has not seen probably does too, which the possible possibility unintended inclusion of the range Fowler in Appendix C strongly hints, uh, strongly hints at this. So, it's just wild to see these official reports and they're still trying to hold some of the information back. Um, but of it, course it feels like more and more is just coming out in these official documents. Um, <clears throat> so keep an eye on this stuff guys. Cause we've, we've heard that 2023 is going to be a huge dump of information and already I feel like it's shaping up to be that. It seems like it's starting to kind of, uh, trickle along yep so thank you micah hanks for that kind of digging into 
some of the finer details of, of these documents that are coming out um, and actually oh, yeah. getting some definition around some of this stuff. And their terminology is fascinating. Um, and then... I think it's cool that they're actually trying, well, <laughs> cool or wild, again, that it, where you had to be studying this at some level already. You have all this broken down into these different, you know, contextual formats of seeing it, like an event, like this. It used to be a flap. Right. right. Different terms that have already been sewn into the language. Yeah. Why are we, did it need to be expanded upon that much or... They're defining it in terms so as they can report it, it falls under these categories, this appendix C. So so then they can file it away as transmedium, file it away as some sort of encounter. I get that. I'm just saying, again, how is this just now starting? Like It's not. It's just public. Yeah, well. They've had these programs. You know that. We know that. But <clears throat> it's the, uh, the it's public is pushing so hard that maybe this is like the outer shell front facing organization where, you know, they are slowly feeding you things when the much deeper programs are, are happening. Of course, like we're saying it's loud enough. Finally, the we public know Santa office. Claus isn't real. Yeah. Like we, we're, we know you're going to uh, have to tell us something. Uh, so who knows? Maybe they will. David said there's evidence of Phoenician presence in Massachusetts too. Coins and inscriptions have been found. I've got a book. You, yes, David. Oh, cool. that'd be, I've heard about this a little bit. There's Massachusetts has some really strange rune stones and all over really? the East Coast. These chambers, uh, stone chambers that Maloon, are all Maloon around Maloon the East Coast. Um, just they, they look like Celtic, like ancient, um, like stuff you would see in Ireland things you would see in, cool. in the UK that you find on the East coast. I like that. With, uh, chambers and, and some of those kind of things, but yeah, I'm um, down with that. And Necro says under the Vatican with all the giant human bones, <laughs> the Smithsonian may disappear. Right. Yeah. Those are just in dump sites. Apparently that's where Who all knows? the bones are. Um, flux capacitor. What's happening. Um, and dude, we got everybody hanging out tonight. This is great. Uh, uh, Man in the Cloud says they know much more than they say they do. Well, I would, I would so. agree with that uh, 100%. Yeah. You want to take this next one, Bob? Yeah, I, I think this one's pretty wild. Something is in our airspace. Representative Tim Burchett explains why he's so obsessed with UFOs. Tennessee representative says he thinks the U.S. government is hiding the truth. Have you ever looked up the sky and thought you saw something that looked strange, like a flying saucer maybe? Or perhaps you've pondered the possibility of extraterrestrial life? Whether you believe in unidentified flying objects visiting Earth, the number of UFO reports is increasing. As we said in the last article, 171 of which the U.S. government says remain uncharacterized and unattributed and may have demonstrated unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities that require further analysis. So this U.S. Representative Tim Burch had said uh, he doesn't harbor doubts. He calls him a national security concern and believes the federal government has been hiding the truth about <laughs> UFOs since the 1940s. I love this guy. He's yeah. He's going hard at it. You know, and that's maybe what we need is somebody with a little bit. We'll see. We'll see how this plays out. It generally doesn't go well for the person 
trying to uh, pull the genie out of the bottle. Or In past times, yep. Open uh, Pandora's box for the gift charm bracelet inside there. Right. Um, he says, quote, what really is concerning to me is that something is in our airspace that we have no control over, that we have no idea why it's there or what it's doing or where it came from. And to me, that is very concerning from security standpoint. Um, and that's a good point. You know, if we want to talk about UFOs and UAP, UAPs and we go, well, it's, it's Russian or Chinese or this or that. No way. And this is why I say no way. If you had Some that maybe, ability yeah. and you had like airspace domination, you're not just going to start taking over the world. I think we would do that if we had airspace dominance. It's just what power does. Power wants more power. Right. Um, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. So whoever gets that power, I don't think it's ours. That's why I don't think we're ready for it. Um, th this is an inter interesting section of it. It says, uh, how military pilots persuaded uh, Tim Burchett that UFOs exist. And Burchett uh, said he has been speaking out about UFOs after the Office of the Director of National Intelligence released its 2022 report confirming it has investigated 510 total cases of unidentified anomal <laughs> anomalous phenomena, Jesus, or UAP, as they are called now, rather than UFOs. Since June 2021, a total of 247 incidents have been reported, many of those filed by U.S. Navy and Air Force pilots. So we're talking... You'd think you're credible if you're flying a fighter jet. I'd hope so. You got to pass a certain level of uh, scope to drive a car, right? There, there's a really high one to fly a jet. So, or whatever you're flying for a military service, I would think. Uh, but it says many were determined to have been caused by drones, balloons, weather events, airborne plastic bags, or even birds, right? So, so that can happen. But 171 just were simply unexplained. And uh, this isn't the first time Burchett has been open about this topic. He has long believed the government uh, was covering up knowledge about UFO sightings <laughs> and otherworldly aircraft technology and materials. Quote, I get it. People will talk, will talk down to me and they'll make fun of me and make comments about little green men, he told Knox News. But I've had people that are actual pilots that have shared photos with me. Military people that at one time had some pretty good credentials. I don't know what at one time does that mean they're former military um, or if they have sullied their credentials. I'll have to look into that further. But also, quote, I've met with scientists, some of the top people in the world that tell me we have extra terrestrial aircraft in our airspace on a regular basis. <laughs> he encourages people to watch the Tic Tac video and others recorded by military pilots and released by the Pentagon that depict flying objects inexplicably moving at incredible speeds, quickly spinning and changing directions, and mysteriously disappearing. Yeah, that's true. We've seen that in videos. Um, why Burchett believes the government is covering up the existence. Um, he said, I just think open records are the best thing for any kind of government. I think the more secrets you have, the more it creates corruption and other things. The office of the director of national intelligence report does not specifically reveal any decades long cover up of UAP material or knowledge. In fact, it states limited data on UAP continues to be a challenge. However, it does acknowledge that UAP present a hazard to flight safety and pose a threat from adversaries, presumably earthly or beyond. Uh, multiple government agencies, including the Department of Defense and the intelligence community, are working together to collect and analyze UAP data. Um, quote, we are confident that continued multi-agency cooperative UAP prosecution um, activities will likely result in greater awareness of objects in air, um, 
across space and maritime domains in the future. But um, he doesn't put put much stocks and uh, stock in these claims. He said he shared with Knox News that he's been told by trusted people with knowledge that the government has evidence of extraterrestrial material, but has continued to publicly deny its existence. Remember, maybe yep. people have been harmed if they can't come out and say they know. What do we need? We we just need ET to land and be like, it's going to be he said they said extraterrestrial beef, right? They'll be like they knew we were here and we're, the government will be like no we didn't. Is that what's going to happen? They're going to come down and be like, don't act like you don't know me. Don't bro me if you don't know me. Don't bro me if you don't mo- bro. Bro me if you don't know me, ET. Sorry, um, buddy. Uh, what, what's next? According to the federal government, our little minds just can't handle the truth. And that's, um, and that's that arrogance, he said. I just don't buy that. With added whistleblower protection for those who report UAP sightings and information, Burchett is hopeful more people will publicly come forward with information. Um, he's also made appearances on history's, uh, history channels, ancient aliens and does caution against fake reports. So he's not saying everything is a UFO. Again, this is the whole, you gotta be balanced about it. Um, but he said, and this is a great quote, knowledge is good. Um, ancient aliens can sensationalize the issues for him. What really matters is scientific analysis and reports from experienced military pilots and personnel who have had security clearances and access to government information. Um, I think it's going to shock people about the vastness of our universe. You really honestly think we're the best that God can do. That's what, that's his quote. Yeah. That's um, pretty strong. Hey, Tim, we got your back. That's man. great. Stay strong. He's a big advocate. Timber you know. Chet, stay strong, brother. You, you see something? We've got your back. Call MUFON. This guy's out there, man. That's yeah. good. We need like 10 more of these guys. He's got some fire. Yeah, I love it. He's Every, like, the the evidence is there. I've talked to all these people, these pilots. They probably behind closed doors have shown him, hey, check this out. This hasn't even been released on, to the public. How do we if get you're that one of those guys, along, right? Yeah. Hey, we just need uh, Tim to talk to fellow congressmen and senators. Right. And, you know, I think the Congress and Senate starts putting more and more and more pressure on these black op programs that probably 100% are all running without our knowledge oh yeah and we, we just start give them the credit card more and, and more disclosure on whatever you want don't tell us about it it's not just us calling for disclosure it's it's representative timber chet and his colleague and and you know they're expanding the uh i guess the the need for congress and and to talk about this more and to i mean put this it goes in the back public. to the whole days of kennedy and uh, Eisenhower and the military industrial complex and kind of the unchecked growth right, right. of those Kennedy's sectors speech. just growing like weeds. Yeah, yeah. You know, compartmentalized enough, nobody knows it even exists. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to do a whole episode on dumbs, deep underground military bases. I saw a video yeah. the other day that was mind-boggling. A guy in a full semi-tractor trailer in this underground blasted out. 70 80 foot tall ceiling cave he's like there's yeah. a train that runs through here yeah i'm like what what, what do you mean <laughs> like because people have always said that's kind of crazy oh you could you know the whole denver international airport conspiracy and there can't mm-hmm. be a train and all this and we won't go all the way into that but what i will say it connects to all the if deep you don't bases. think we can drill through the earth's you know layers like we need to and and put in underground so there's a whole underground city yeah. in australia that mines opal 
the yeah. whole city's underground because it's so hot. Mm-hmm. You can't. They well, you could, but it's hot as balls. So they live underground. underground. Sure, it makes sense. Their stores are underground. When you blast out your house, if opal is blasted out in the making of your like Flintstones house, guess what? That opal goes towards offsetting the price of the cost of your house. That's wild. It's that's very wild. It's like a modern day Darren Kuyu. Yeah, and it's in an opal field in Australia. So. Having said that. And the, somebody will find that in like 2,000 years ago. Damn. Look at this wild ancient civilization yeah. that's underground. Did a flood come? Why were these people underground? There's some catastrophe. You know, there'll be people like uh, Graham Hancock in 2,000 years wondering what was going on in Australia. I mean, because there won't be much left, you know, of that culture to know. Right. Um, hello, Brian Walters. Um, Elon's putting roads under the ground. Yeah. Yes. There you go. The boring tunnels. Uh huh. And, and do you know why? Those are like high speed bullet cars. There's no air resistance. Right? Mm-hmm. They make those like tunnels like a vacuum. So when you're driving, no, you don't drive through it actually. Yeah. The boring tunnels ideally would be like you getting on a subway, but in your car. Yeah. You drive your car down into it and right. drive it onto a platform. That platform shoots you off at two, 300 miles an hour. Right. You go from, la to san diego not la but you go from san francisco to san diego and say yeah 30 minutes right right instead of like 12 fucking hours right sorry (laughs) f-bomb but geez well now we got to put uh the sorry the the, sorry uh, kids earmuffs explode uh what is that on on our captivate explicit content I'm going to need to look That's a little right. bit more tough and intimidating to, <laughs> to, to warn an explicit label. Yeah, magneto levitation trains. That's right, Man in the Clouds. That's those uh, – I mean, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. similar they're, – they're like, you know, they get going with almost like a slingshot. And then once they get moving, those trains, uh, they can just go. Yeah. Uh, and without any s- sort of energy to, to slow them down, they'll just continue to go. Yeah, um, and so I need like superconductors, dude. Do and I don't know how well that boring company's doing, or if he, they've got it because I know they Jay were Leno starting it at one point. They were starting in L.A., right? So we're some of yeah, the boring outside of L.A. They're yeah. test tunnels. They were looking at places that obviously have you know traffic concerns. L.A. And would be a good start and good test market, but yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Parental advisory warning. Thank you, Floods. Sorry He's about on that. Johnny on the spot. He called the movie that we were talking about last I week, know. which I already forget what that was. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, with Ice T. The Jesus. Survivor. I don't know. Surviving the game. Yeah, surviving. Mikey. <laughs> talk about oh, a lot of movies. Um, a Massachusetts couple report orb like object and men in black along street side from 13 days ago. So this is relative uh, recent. So a Massachusetts witness at Boston reported a bright orb-like object moving upward in the sky, followed by a strange men in black at 2.30 a.m. on December 6th of 22. Um, this comes from the National UFO Reporting Center, or New Fork. That's great. I love that name. Um, the reporting witness is, the relating, um, is relating the case for a sister and her boyfriend. So this witness wasn't the actual eyewitness, but, you know, kind of secondhand story. So... The couple two weeks earlier had been surfing the internet and watching videos about astronauts seeing UFOs and other topics like aliens and plane pilots encountering UFOs. So the couple on this night stepped out because the uh, boyfriend wanted to smoke a cigarette. So 
They were looking up at the moon and talking about how those astronauts in the videos they watched weeks ago really have no reason to lie about UFO sightings and how crazy it must have been for them. Quote, within less than five seconds of talking about that out loud, they were peering up in the sky and saw an orb-like bright light that was so bright, the light illuminated their faces as if in the presence of fireworks. So we know what we're talking about there. That's pretty luminous. So mm-hmm. you're not mistaking seeing this light, right? I would hope <laughs> fireworks are pretty bold. Um, but the witness said that the object was going upwards in the sky, not in a completely straight path, but was swerving a little and going upwards. There were a few spark-like elements coming from the bottom of the craft, and the craft itself was visible visible for about three seconds before it completely disappeared. Quote, the craft was completely silent and appeared to be pretty close, way too close to be a plane or some type of shooting star. They thought it could have been a comet, uh, comet but also too close to be that, or a meteor landing on Earth, but it was traveling upward and also disappeared. The witness's sister said the size of it was about the size of a streetlight from the ground's point of view, but she couldn't make out the shape of the object because it was so bright. So after this happened, the couple goes back inside, not believing or knowing exactly you know, what they just saw. And after about 45 minutes, the boyfriend wanted another cigarette, which I can understand. I used to smoke cigarettes. So, <laughs> um, And as hesitant as they were, they go back outside, right? They go anyways. And they say they're out there for a few minutes um, the second time, and a black sedan SUV pulls up across the street, like just out of nowhere, absolutely no sounds. Uh, a man in all black came out and opened the trunk of the SUV, turned around and began to stare at them. So let's just pause right there. Whoever this is, you've gotten two of the encounters I want to have. Right. Um, so just, I don't know if you have a bingo card, but that knocks off a lot for you all at once. Um, your wish list of encounters. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to hear about your Sasquatch one too. I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm just saying I'm a little bit jealous because I would like to see both of these, <clears> but you're sitting there. This just happened to you, Mike. Especially if they're like the weird android. SUV shows up strange. and does this to you. What's the first thing you do? I just want to. This car pulls up. You've just had this experience. It's so you and your wife or you and the me. The closest thing I've whoever. seen is unmarked black helicopters flying around in southern Ohio. Okay. In an area that I won't necessarily disclose. Yeah. But a property that I think has really weird shit going on on it. Yeah. And on an afternoon, we absolutely saw black helicopters flying around. Why would they be in the middle of nowhere in south, uh, I guess, eastern Ohio? No tail numbers, nothing. Huh. Military plane, too. But like that gun metal, gun metal black. Yeah. Not that like matte. a glossy no, that, black. That, like, that flat. Flat, gun metal, mm-hmm. flat black. Flying around, no tail numbers. And then later that night, we see the this thing flying again but it's got its light shining all over the hills not on anyone's house like they're like it's a police helicopter maybe there's an escaped convict or something jesus that's but they're but they're not shining on properties it's just on the hills itself yeah so closest thing i've come in contact with you know black op types now man in black that's a whole different ball game that's what I'm saying. Because so, it's always some kind of a weird, and yeah, get into it. Sorry. Pull up, they're staring at them. Couple could tell he was dressed in black but couldn't make out his face. Within seconds of this, she and her boyfriend noticed two other men in black standing at the end of the street. One house down from where they lived, kind of swaying back and forth as if they were trying to make out who or what they were. Right, um, what they That's were. kind of weird. So right? It seemed as if they were more intrigued by seeing my sister and her boyfriend. 
My sister described them as also wearing all black attire and couldn't see their faces or even their skin color despite being only one house down from where they were standing. The witness said these men were all blurred out and did not have distinct facial features. Isn't that interesting? The facial features, the physical appearance always comes up with these men in black. It's like there's some kind of robot hybrid sometimes where they're all awkward and mechanical or their facial features are stuck in some way. Um, it, it just seems that they're trying really hard to not be memorable. But they're being memorable. But they're but being memorable because no, like, they're so weird. They're being memorable, but they're... How do I want to say this? Like right now, if I could scramble my face in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. Like you'd see it scrambling. Like you'd be like, Carey. okay. You'd be like, that's great. But like if I walk down the hall looking like this, you would never know it's me. So maybe they have some kind of defense or cloaking mechanism that they kind of kick on. Right. Whoa. <laughs> what up, Max? What's up, Max? Um, hey, Max. It's all... So, By the way, uh, so man in the clouds, black helicopter. So funny you say that. Because I know some folks that we know out at uh, Serpent Mount have always said there's military flyovers out there right. all the time from Wright Pat. I've never seen one, but I would not you be. You get jets, whoosh, like really? flying real low. I've been I've been out there when there's been some like really, really low flyovers in that area. But yeah, you'll see all kinds of weird military aircraft out there, 100%. You would, you would think that, um, you would think they wouldn't do that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm naive to the fact where they do and don't fly jets. I mean, I always well, think it's really cool when I see one. But Tom did mention that there was some kind of a test path that, that comes goes from, through there. That's like literally right. That makes sense because when you are flying a jet, I mean, you can't just it's nowhere middle of nowhere. Can't just turn on a. Di- I'm, what I'm saying is where they're coming from and why they're taking mm-hmm. that path might be their trajectory is just yep. routed out that way, especially if you're yep. really, really cooking. Right. Um, but anyways, the um, the witness's sister, the the encounter kind of gets more and more creepy, though. Like, it's already creepy, but she said the scene gave her a very fearful and, like, ominous impression. She said yeah. as soon as that happened, she grabbed her boyfriend's hand and sprinted inside the house, fearing that if she wasn't physically touching him, he could have mysteriously disappeared somewhere behind her as they were running. <laughs> what kind of an encounter gives you that feeling that somebody might disappear? Right. That's really strange. It's- she said she was unable to sleep, couldn't turn off the lights, didn't feel safe being alone for a while. Police were contacted, but they basically told the couple that they only take crime reports and not UFO reports. There were no images included. Um, investigator might check the date and time with local police to see if there were men actually chasing or casing a nearby home for a robbery. Perhaps they were right when it's to a crime rather than men in black. In pop culture in the world of UFO conspiracy theories, men in black are men dressed in black suits that seem to be government agents often harassing or threatening uh, UFO uh, witnesses. The idea spawned the popular 1997 film of the same name starring Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. Um, Actual reports of men in black were more popular in the 50s and 60s, and very few recent reports have been filed. Um, That's kind of a strange thing, too. Mm-hmm. why were they so prevalent back then and then just kind of do we just not notice them anymore are they better at blending in is that why maybe if it's a more recent account like this it's not just that they're in this aesthetic but also like their facial features or whatever weird robot suit they're wearing can't eat jello they yeah, don't know how to right. use pens right they're fascinated Simple by objects. like you know i get fascinated by little things yeah. don't get me wrong 
like a good back scratcher is enough for me. Yeah. That'll have me for hours. Right. You know, how couldn't it? Yep. Oh, by a the yo-yo, way, a yo-yo, a slinky. We have a Ron Father with us. Ron Father. Ron hello. Father. Ron Father, bless thee. Hey, what's up? Uh, Flutz capacitor, sea military craft. Okay, that that's gone. I think he's going to update that. Thank oh, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, th- so this article, Roger Marsh, Newsbreak.com. Is there anything else on that one, Bob? No, no, no. That's it. That one's it. good. Um, so big takeaway nope, from nope, this article it, was there's a bunch in that one. A more recent Men in Black, like we were saying, Mothman prophecy. It seems like the seventies, the eighties, fifty, sixties uh, were. It's kind of like clothing style. A lot like of the stories of the Men in Black come from that cyclical. era. You don't really hear about it, even with social media and and uh, as much information as we have it doesn't seem like you're not hearing about reports of men in black so i not thought we lot. needed to cover this not one. a lot one of the best because accounts i've that. ever heard was dan Aykroyd's. his was pretty good right he's had a personal uh, men in black encounter. yes That's a really yes good one. the only he... one i've ever seen is the video of them i think they go into a bank there's a video i think it's on youtube of men in black in the bank let's check that one out it's yeah it's weird it's definitely strange. Um, this last one here. So we got Bigfoot spotted Washington State Department of Transportation. So this is, um, you know, basically the government agency in Washington State that handles all the roads and uh, probably highways. And so you have uh, Washington. Could it be real? Well, the Washington State Department of Tran- Transportation thinks it has spotted Bigfoot on its webcam. In a tweet out on Wednesday, WSDOT East said, Sasquatch spotted. I'm not superstitious, just a little stitious. Have you noticed something strange Mm. on our Sherman Pass SR20 webcam before? If you look closely by the tree on the left, looks to be something, might be Sasquatch. We'll leave that up to you. And then that's from his tweet. um, And it's a pretty interesting image of this things standing in front of a pine tree it looks like it's it's either walking almost like it's behind the tree looking out around it the opposite direction uh or it's standing in front of that tree as to be camouflaged so you know what i think maybe it is it, it yeah go ahead i think it's not a bigfoot <laughs> i think it's one of the cutouts and i think somebody put it in front of that tree it looks very two-dimensional to kind of larp people it totally, to get them into hiking up there to right. whatever that's one theory the other theory is if you look at the original picture and how they've enhanced that outline of that portion Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's part of the tree right i also don't know how tall it is i'm not saying it's not bigfoot by any means because i think as more eyes artificially are in the skies and on the ring doorbells and yeah i think every house should have one on the ceiling or the roof pointed up at the sky and we can we could record the entire globe could record from all these positions of the entire night sky all night. We got to catch all the UFOs then. Yeah. You can watch all the movements of the celestial bodies. Like that would be so sweet. Yeah. Um, but I think as we get more tech out there. Yeah. And as we just as a species, we're, we're more abundant and we're out and hiking and whatever. And that really happened with COVID too. That got people out more too. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why there's such a renewed dog man and Bigfoot as well. And I think you're right. Huh. Yeah. It's a lot going on. Yep. A lot of people the have. He just keeps getting turned up. Absolutely. Or drone footage. Now, how did they catch this? Um, webcam. 
It's a trail cam. So they have uh, at Sherman Pass and SR20, okay. State Route 20. So, again, another government agency talking about Bigfoot. We talked about it on the first Strange Happenings episode ever. Right. When we, or the second one, where we discovered the Ohio Department of Natural Resources. We're stocking Here in deer. Ohio. We're creating a, a series of Bigfoot videos. Oh, Informing that one. people that one. Uh, on what to look out for. Yeah. They did a whole series on a uh, video series, right. um, John Hickenbottom, right. on the legend and so forth. So here we are, another state agency. Well, an LBL was getting into the conversation about DA Bigfoot. was saying there was deer that was brought into the northern part of LBL. Yeah. But you couldn't hunt them. Right. It was like, why? They're food. Right. But not Essentially, for us. We're not allowed to hunt them. Right. Missouri, the yeah. government of Missouri was stocking the forests yeah. for cryptids potentially i think is what he was alluding to there um so you know another week of strange and interesting things we found online and i think that's pretty much it for us right bob that's it for the headlines yeah all all good on the headlines nothing else you want to talk about Uh, nothing Um, else on the radar i think that was all we had now, I think we have anything else. What would we have? Uh, we had a new podcast audio episode come out. Yeah, Monday from uh, previous with Thomas. Yeah, Johnson. Thomas so Johnson's episode audio. Yep, Thomas Johnson's dropped this week on all Check podcast platforms. Yeah, that was been a really popular one here on YouTube. We're, so we were excited to get that out. Yeah, on the audio form. Yeah, um, the Serpent Mountain Impact Crater. Uh, mini doc that we did dvd tour, is doing yeah. really well people seem to be enjoying that yeah um our episodes with jeremiah yeah and hollow bigfoot sky. society and hollow sky right. so we're we're we've got all those still need to be released on the audio platforms those are yeah, coming out they're up on youtube uh, but they next week take a minute keep a lookout for our episode with jeremiah yeah from bigfoot society that'll be out on monday yep um and we're hoping to get this episode out tomorrow tomorrow morning audio yes yes so that would be thursday morning yeah but guys again the facebook group is launched so right if you want to head to facebook you can search the strange road hitchhikers and in the search you'll find our our group we will accept you with open arms Uh, we've got a few members in there get the conversations Um, going we're we're trying to get the uh, word of mouth rolling yep we need to get some people in there all of our posts uh we're kind of funneling into when we're going live um, right links for videos right. and Updates. stuff like that um trying to get some conversations rolling in that facebook group for strange happenings topics uh encounters yeah. uh if you've experienced anything you know hit us up yep. so facebook group is a good place to do that yep. um you can always follow us on instagram um at the strange road uh, my instagram is at mikey leesner stoners is at Kyle Stonard. Yep. And Bub's Twitter is at Bub Ranley and at Bub Ranley on Instagram. And Bub is in charge of our Strange Road Twitter account. So I run the Twitter. If, if you've been getting hit up on Twitter, that's uh, from Strange Road. That's that's Bub's world. And he's been yeah. doing a great job. I've been uh, dipping my people. toes into Instagram and I was telling Mikey I need some uh, education <laughs> a little on bit how of, to do it. We're training I'm just Bub. Not, we're training Bub in Instagram. Not something I've done ever. Uh, yeah. So Twitter is my, yeah, that's my go-to. That's my go-to. <laughs> it's easy. 
a couple podcast platforms that we are available on now is TuneIn, Radio Republic, and uh, a few others. That There's a bunch. Is it in we, our uh, Captivate link yep. that I put out on Twitter? Yep. Okay, so all if you the follow me on Twitter, links. if you need it, our Captivate link will take you to all of um, these platforms. Yeah, but uh, you can find us always on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google yep. Anywhere um, and everywhere. Anywhere. Now we're pretty much on everything. So yeah. um, if there's a, trying to cover all of our bases, a way to follow us and rate us, um, Spotify and Apple, that'd be awesome. Five stars yeah. or bust. Five stars, baby. On the rating. If you don't like us, don't don't bother rating it yet. <laughs> but if you love us, rate us five stars. Um, and be sure to like, subscribe. Please do. If you like us, if you, if you want to subscribe, that helps you just know when we're doing things like this. So it's not one of those, I didn't know that happened. Or should you know? I say, smash the subscribe button. Yeah. Um, Hit it like a uh, one of the old arcade console X-Men or Ninja Turtles fighting games. <laughs> right? You remember that? Just smash. Oh, yeah. Just the one I'd always beat you in Tekken. And then you'd be like, all you're doing is hitting buttons. That's all you do. I'm like, no, dude, I'm beating I you. Because you suck and I'm awesome, and you would not take that. That was at our house, though. Yes. Yeah, I had to when walk we out kids. of the house. Yeah, yeah your had, brother had uh, always had like the latest warm. Dreamcast, or we and then he would get so Sony, Sony Two, like yeah. literally every video game system. Yeah. But I used to whoop you in t- in tech, and you that's, would get that's so Max's mad. dad. Yes, yeah. Max, your dad. We used, used to play used all to his video game systems. He still has the best video games. Yeah, he does. He still has <laughs> not them. much has changed. I played uh, the Oculus Rift, up. and I was playing, or no, I was playing the Oculus Quest, whatever it is, and um, I was playing that football game, and I like tried to hand off the ball to the running back in the backfield, yeah. and I like threw it laterally, yeah, and then I looked up and I saw the defenders running to come get it, and I took off running in real life, <laughs> ran into the wall, and like the video started cutting out, and I was like, oh god, I'm oh, there, dude, I'm that we, guy in that video. We would have wars after our freshman basketball games or oh, when we, we played were, a lot we of played nba JV, jam yeah. nfl blitz no, rampage nfl blitz nfl blitz would get super duper heated broke a chair the time you broke a chair i never broke the chair you <laughs> through me broke the chair and then okay well here's the the you ran the ball back on me three times in a row on an onside kick. Pretty great. Because you knew the cheat code on how to do that. Yeah. Then up, I, I kept coming buttons. back. Yeah. Last minute, I scored on you with like 10 seconds to go. You scored on me with like two seconds to go. <laughs> and then beat me and then decided to air hump me on the chair. I was leaning back and those little... Whatever they were like your dining a, room tables, a wooden desk. Yeah, chair. and I was going, "No, get off me, get off!" Me. And then I kept backing up, fell and back, fell over. The whole chair just, just collapsed. It was like a and stunt your mom chair. and dad run in. What happened? What, what's going on? Mike broke the chair, like without <laughs> skipping a beat. I get blamed for the chair and look like a complete fool. God, I'm laying there funny. on the ground, the chairs in pieces. We used to always get done with basketball practice on Saturdays. And it'd be freezing out and it'd be winter. We'd go play Blitz. First, we'd go to TJ's and we'd get candy and sodas. And then we'd go home and play Blitz for a while. Dude. I mean, I could never beat you in that game. God, that game was good. Anyways, we're signing off. Another episode of Strange Happenings. Thank you for tuning in. 
Thank uh, you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you we to Kyle. Uh, thank you to Stoner behind the, the scenes. The wizard on the, the ones wizard and the twos. And the ones and twos hitting all the buttons. Making it smooth for you. Yep, absolutely. And uh, we do appreciate Disbro coming down the last few weeks. Absolutely. Uh, helping Matt us Disbro, out with the audio. For We've sure. got a couple little toys that we're going to be uh, rolling out in terms of our yeah. audio setup. So um, I'll be excited to see when out. that happens. The audio is getting better and better. We're getting yeah. stuff dialed in. Anyways, that's I'm Mikey. Bub. That's Bub. And thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Later, Bye-bye, guys. everybody.